Good evening, everyone. I'd like to call to order the regular meeting of the Chicopee School Committee scheduled for Wednesday, June 7th. Please join me in a Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and In compliance with open meeting law, we are right now recording and live broadcasting this meeting. If anyone else is recording this meeting, please state your name and say the reason why you'd be doing so. Oh, I just saw a big me on the screen. It freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> are there any school committee members joining us remotely? It looks like we're all here in person tonight. So everyone, welcome. At this time, I'd like to take a moment of silence and we'll observe that for all those in the military and for all those who protect us. Thank you. Attorney Bouchard, could we please have a roll call? Mr. Wagner? Present. Mr. Barcelo? Present. Out? Here. Mrs. Perrette? Present. Mrs. Schofield? Here. Mr. Shumsky? Here. Mr. Lamoth? Here. Mr. Gerard? Present. Mr. Bernard? Here. Mrs. Lopes? Present. Mr. Zatella? Yes. And Mayor View? Here. All we'll present and accounted for. Thank you. Public announcements by committee members. I'll start to my left with the vice chair. School committee member Don Lamoth? I'd like to say I went to the three graduations. They were all unique and different. And uh, Mrs. Lopes did a fine job. She was a little less winded than the mayor was. <laughs> but the mayor was good, too. Thank you. Thank you. School committee person, Grace Schoolfield. I just want to echo Mr. Lamoth's uh, words with, um, it was a pleasure and an honor to attend all three graduations. And it was uh, Congratulate to all, congratulations to all the parents and, and um, guardians and all the graduates. Thank you, school committee person Samuel Shumsky. I just wanted to say, express my congratulations also to the graduates of Chickabee Academy who had the most number of graduates ever in the history of the academy or Principal Leonard's term. Uh, also to Chickabee High and Chickabee Comp graduates as well. And I also wanted to express my condolences to the family of Jennifer Eglert who passed away. She was a counselor at Fairview Elementary School. And I want to share my condolences with their family um, and the staff of um, Fairview. Thank you. School committee member Chet Satella. School committee member Doug Gerard. All set, Mayor. Thank you. School committee member Sandra Perret. Uh, I extend my congratulations to the graduates of Chickabee Academy, Chickabee Comp, and Chickabee High as well. Sadly, I was not able to attend the event due to a personal event in Washington, D.C. Um, so congratulations to everyone. And I would just like to say that yesterday at the city council meeting, uh, there was a, um, a, a mayor's order for the appropriation of $59,917.92 to the reserve for special for school special custodians from available funds in the undesignated fund balance free cash amount. And that did pass with um, unanimous approval. And that is for funds for the summer youth maintenance program that our students participate in um, 
doing various projects in the, in the school system, which is a wonderful opportunity for them to be painting or um, where they're learning great skills for the future. So uh, I thank you to the mayor for putting that on the city council agenda and for the city councilors voting to approve that. And also, Mayor, I'd like to say thank you for the um, neighborhood meetings that you are scheduling. And we had one on Monday, I, I learned, and that um, there were some parents who were, not, who were upset about uh, the lack of services that they're receiving or not receiving for the students um, with autism. So that's something that we need to follow up on. So thank you for doing that, because we're gaining a lot of important information from the public. So thank you. Thank you. School Committee Person Tim Wagner. Thank you, Mayor. I have, uh, have a few things. First of all, uh, congratulations to the graduates of, uh, of our three high schools. I also had the honor of attending. Uh, it was very uh, a good experience, very, especially for Chicopee Academy, very personalized, individualized graduation. Um, and uh, congratulations to Principal Leonard and his administration for graduating the most students they've ever had there in the history of the academy. Uh, I just want to say thank you as well to all the residents of Ward 1 who came out to the meeting at the Heights Hall, uh, Willamansa Heights Hall, uh, this week. Um, we heard a lot of good feedback from the constituents. Uh, as Mrs. Pratt said, some things that we need to look into with regards to certain students not getting services. Um, Dr. Ware was there as well, uh, out in the community. Um, he said he's going to be attending all the ward meetings, so certainly he's following up on his promise to be involved in the community and listening to its constituents. And the last thing, Mayor, <coughs> Uh, I'd just like to say happy Pride Month to all of our students, our LGBTQ students who may or may not be out. Um, just know that your city loves you and accepts you for who you are. Uh, I hope that you feel uh, at home and at place here in Chicopee uh, as, I, as I have, uh, as I've become. Um, your community loves you and we, we appreciate you. So thank you, Mayor. Thank you. School Committee Person Jay Doubt. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, I did write up a brief statement that I wanted to read. Um, I wanted to speak today about the safety of our children. It is no secret that over the course of months or even years, our city and our country have become more and more dangerous. We have seen upticks in motor vehicle accidents, acts of violence, or even mental health concerns. The COVID pandemic has forced us into periods of isolation, focusing solely on ourselves or our situations. Our neighbors and our neighborhoods have suffered. Our community and our society have taken a backseat. We hear of things such as shootings or abductions and have no choice but to accept that it could happen here. I'm here today to ask that we all work together to make the world around us a better and safer place. Things need to change as the world around us changes. We used to think that these things couldn't happen here to our citizens and to our kids, but they, they did. The truth is that these wrongdoings not only can happen here, but do. Recently, I became aware of an incident where a young lady was thrust into a very, very unsafe situation by no choosing of her own. Conversations have been initiated between the superintendent's office and the chief of police to discuss not just the specifics of this incident, but the protocols and procedures in place to address safety concerns in our neighborhoods, particularly when it comes to our students. I'm speaking today to ask that we do better. I ask that we do better as a community in being the eyes and ears for the issues surrounding us. I ask that we do better as a school community in making the public aware of the concerns around them. I ask that we do better as parents and support systems for our students, educating them on the dangers of the streets, talking about what to do in an emergency, 
and informing them who to talk to if they see something wrong. I've been involved in education for close to 10 years at this point, and I have learned to absolutely despise one saying, three words. Snitches get stitches. We listen to kids and adults alike who continue to push this agenda and let our streets become more and more dangerous. Well, I'm here to send a new message. Snitches save lives. Unless we are all aware of what is going on around us and stand up for what is right, wrongs will keep happening, people will keep getting hurt, and lives will keep being lost. It is our job to keep our children in our city safe. Everybody is somebody's sister or son or niece or neighbor. Everybody deserves to walk our streets and feel safe, and everybody should say goodbye to their child in the morning, knowing that they will see them again. I didn't think I would show up today and quote Dr. Seuss's movie, The Lorax, but here I am. Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better, it's not. It's time for us as a city to show how much we care. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. School committee person, Ron Bernard. Thank you, Mr. Dow. And thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, I would just kind of repeat what all my other colleagues said about the graduations and everything, so I'll, I'll just say I have nothing else to say that I agree with uh, all what they said. So thank you all for already saying it. School committee person, David Barcelo. Nothing tonight, Mayor, thank you. You're welcome. I just want to take a moment to, to echo the sentiments of the rest of the school committee and how proud we are of our graduating seniors and the ceremonies were something special. Um, due to personal commitment, I wasn't able to attend the Chicopee High graduation, but I am a proud Pacer, class of 88, and, and I was unfortunate. But uh, uh, again, just really proud of our graduates, and that's really how you measure success in the school district is by your graduating class. So congratulations to them and to all those who helped them to get to where they are today. That's it for public announcements by committee members, interim superintendent, public announcements. Uh, thank you, Mayor. I have uh, multiple announcements tonight. First up, I had the honor and pleasure today with Ms. Cynthia Shonagle and Tanner Demers. We went to all 15 schools. Um, this is the 20th anniversary of the Pioneer Valley uh, Excellence Teacher Awards, and we actually went back to, um, to all schools and all our award winners, 106 of them. So we went to all 15 schools today, recognized our award winners again, and told them thank you for all, all the things they've done for our students and their families over the years. And we also provided them with um, some Chicopee Public Schools swag. Um, we have the bag we gave them with the new Chicopee logo. There's a tumbler in here and also a pen commemorating the 20th, 20th years of the Grinspoon Awards, which is also a part of it. But I also want to recognize one of the school committee members who is a former Grinspoon Award winner uh, also too, that is Miss Grace Gofield. So I wanted to hand you this because we went to every school, all 15 schools, and we actually awarded all 106. We did not forget you, you were not in the schools, but I wanted to recognize you also too, so thank you. We also have the uh, Chicopee Public Schools Massachusetts State Seal of Biliteracy, which is the State Seal of Biliteracy is an award provided by the state approved districts that recognizes high school graduates who attain high functional and academic levels of proficiency in English and a world language in recognition of having studied and attained proficiency in two or more languages by high school graduation. 
Um, DESE's vision is to help students recognize the value of their academic success and see the tangible benefits of being bilingual. And the state seal of bilingualism takes the form of a seal that appears on the transcript or diploma of the graduating senior and is a statement of accomplishment for future employers and for college admissions. And the purpose of the Massachusetts State Civil Bioliteracy are to encourage students to study and master languages, certify attainment of bioliteracy skills, recognize the value of language diversity, provide employers with a method of identifying people with language and bioliteracy skills, provide universities with a method to recognize and give credit to applicants for the attainment of high level skills and languages, prepare students with skills that will benefit them in the labor market and the global society and strengthen intergroup communication and honor multiple cultures and languages in the community. And the 2023 Chicopee Public uh, School seniors who have attained the Civil Literacy are from Chicopee Comp. And I do apologize if I mess anybody's name up. Um, Batista Junior Nado Portuguese. And I think we have Diego Burgos Quiones, uh, Spanish, Yarlilis David, Spanish, Alexander Delgado, Spanish, Muhammad Demir, Turkish, Egardo Diaz Torres, Spanish, Kendrick Jimenez Guerrara, Spanish, Elizabeth Caraba, Luganda, Nicole Vasquez Garcia, Spanish. And from Chicopee High School, we have um, Shirti Barjami, Albania, Albanian, Ashley Brito, Spanish, Maria uh, Camila Del de Oliveira, Portuguese, Yareli. Garcia, Spanish, Jada Latori, Spanish, Joseph uh, Maria Castro, Spanish, Rachel Mor Mora Burley, Spanish, Catriana Morano, Spanish, Wilfred Narzario, Spanish, Alexander Reynosa, Spanish, Getson Rodriguez de Arajo, Portuguese, Moises Rodriguez, Spanish, Sabdel Rodriguez, Spanish, and Diana Todovan, Hungarian, and Ethan Vigantato, Spanish. Congratulations to you students on receiving the Massachusetts State Civil Bioliteracy. And then also for this year, the REACH program 2022-23 competitions. Our REACH students in the middle and high schools participated in the Massachusetts Future Problem Solving programs this year and competed in the Qualifying Bowl and State Bowl and Global Issues Problem Solving Program. Students prepare each year to take on global issues and work through an intense program um, involving problem solving process that involves an intense, extensive amount of research and preparation, both in and out of the classroom. The State Bowl competition sees our REACH students competing with students from dozens of districts and communities across the Commonwealth. Many students join REACH in fourth grade and continue learning and refining their skills through middle and high school to ultimately compete against their peers. We are pleased to announce our qualifiers and recognize their dedication, motivation, and hard work. DuPont Middle School, Gibbs Competition, Junior Division, Olivia Gick, Caroline Gerbinski, Marianne Gould, Ariana Kagazan, Junior Division, Finian Carter, Dylan Biag, Braden Klett, Austin LaPointe, Middle Division, Anilis Colon, Sunilis Call Gonzalez, Alexis Kinney, Amaya Morgan, Middle Division, Mayavi Carter, Emily Fiegel, Preston Jerzik, and Griffin Risley. Middle Division, Emily Kunos, Austin Horn, 
Annika Shaw and Meadow Wakefield. She could be high. Gibbs Competition, Senior Division, Daniela Kazatzi, Madison Mahar, Janea Gonzalez, Chicopee High School, Individual Gibbs Division, Middle Division, Travis Polinski. And uh, once again, I also too want to say that it was, uh, I enjoyed all three graduations. And once again, congratulations to the 2023 um, class uh, graduates from Chicopee Academy, Chicopee High School, and Chicopee Comprehensive. And thank you, Mayor. Thank you. We have no public input tonight. No one signed up, so we'll move right on to our visitors. And our first visitor tonight is an update on, from the Human Resources Department from Director of Human Services, Deborah Green. Good evening. Thank you, everyone. I know you all have a copy of the PowerPoint. <coughs> Giving it a second. That's just looking snazzy to me. You told me the other one first. No pun intended. It's up on the TVs. It's up on the two TVs here. Oh, it's on the TVs in the front. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Good evening, everyone. Um, Deb, you might need to bring the mic closer. Okay. I'm a PE teacher. I don't need a microphone. Okay. <laughs> I'm a PE teacher. Uh, first thing, one of the first things I wanted to do was to kind of restructure and rewrite our mission statement. And that's what you have on this second page. The Human Resources Department is a knowledgeable, service-oriented team dedicated to providing consistent, comprehensive, and cooperative services. We will work to promote a work environment that is characterized by fair treatment of all staff, open communication in a candid and fair manner, personal accountability, trust, and mutual respect. We will support an engaged, fair, and respectful culture and promote the fair selection and development of a diverse staff. I wanted to make that all-encompassing and kind of put a human aspect into all of our interactions and all of our dealings in the Human Resources Office. That being said, with our team, our team includes my administrative assistant, Christina Messier-Bristol, our new substitute personnel liaison, Jessica Thornton, and our clerks, Karen Clark, Kate DeSantos-Pereira, who is on maternity leave, so we congratulate her. Subbing for her is Amanda Pease, and then for our busy season, our summer help, is Kathy Holt. Next, I want to show a little bit, I want to take this, what are we doing on the ground in the office, and then show a little bit more globally across the district. So things we've done, things we're doing, and then some. We've established processes for accommodation requests and leave of absences. We've redesigned our new employee orientation to include their beginning of the year training, which is the training that all teachers do, which we formally use GCN for. All of our new employees are doing that during their orientation. We are implementing the use of frontline for all staff absences. So hopefully by the beginning of next year, we will have everyone on there from bus monitors and crossing guards all the way down to teachers, paraprofessionals, secretaries, everyone will be using it. 
I've rewritten the mission statement with the help of those in my office. We have also taken a large active role in recruiting, in scheduling our own hiring events. We actually have one tomorrow night up at Dulong from four to seven. Uh, we had one back at the beginning of May. I attended the mass hire job fair at the Basketball Hall of Fame, which allowed us to get out there and meet a bunch of people. And with that, we've had advertisements on the radio, on TV. We've had partnerships with Western Mass News for their hiring Wednesdays. We've had the ticker at the bottom showing all of our available positions. So we've taken an active role in trying to recruit for all of our open positions. We've continued to add, this is more internal, we've continued to add forms online and try and get rid of the paper. We've added our professional development form and our staffing authorization form to Droplet that you heard Mr. Nick Duell talk about way back at the beginning. Um, so we're trying to do less and less paper and streamline these processes and put them online. With that being said, we're also looking to put our entire orientation and our employment paperwork online and doing it that way also. With a focus on open communication, you know, everybody is there to help each other, whether it be the principals, whether it be employees, that we all have open communication lines. We have now become coordinators and proctors of the work keys examination. That is an assessment for all paraprofessionals or for paraprofessionals who come in without a college degree. For some of the graduating seniors who wish to continue, we can now implement that work keys examination at a fraction of the cost of what they would need at HCC or at STIC. And we have also taken on managing our substitute program from substitute teachers, substitute clerks, substitute paraprofessionals. That will be what our new substitute personnel liaison is in charge of doing, creating those pools, recruiting those pools, and getting them up and running and making those contacts so we have large enough pools to draw from when we need them. On a more global front, who are we as a district? We went through, I went through, we have 38 administrators, we have 36 Unit B or Vice Principals Coordinators, 731 teachers, 286 paraprofessionals, 23 nurses, 101 food service members, 49 clerks, 67 custodians, and 113 non-union personnel, including everyone else you can think of, crossing guard substitutes, bus monitors, everybody else who else falls in. Positions that we've added. So when I get to the next slide and you see open positions and you see so many, a lot of them are these positions that we have added this year with new job descriptions, including instructional coaches at the elementary and the high schools. We've added vice principals at each high school, a translator and interpreter, soon to be adding security personnel for each building or for each of the big buildings behaviorists, middle and high school curriculum and instructional specialists, family engagement liaisons. We've also expanded a number of current positions, and by expanded I mean budgeted for more of those people. Social workers and adjustment counselors, BCBAs, paraprofessionals, and we've also added a college and career readiness counselor. Now to our open positions, as of Monday afternoon, there were approximately 118 postings, which included a total of 132 positions. 
you will see I broke this down. Elementary, we had 23 teachers. 13 of those are special ed. Secondary, 32 teaching positions, eight of those being special ed. Paraprofessionals, 33 openings, 15 of those special ed. Secondary, 14 paraprofessionals with 13 special ed. There's a running theme, special ed is a place that we can't seem to hang on to paraprofessionals, teachers, where we need a lot of support in there. The other areas, instructional coaches, team chairs, counselors, clerks, etc. there are 30 open positions for those. What is next for us? I should have put this at the top, but at the top of my summer to-do list is going to be to redesign and update the webpage to make that useful for everyone needing or looking for information. We're going to continue the reorganization of our office. We're going to continue to establish more processes. We love to have a process. If it, pro, having a process makes it easy for everybody else to follow. And again, I said, like I said before, we want to move to online onboarding, putting all of that paperwork online, having it in one place, so we don't have to have a three-hour orientation. We can have a one-hour or less orientation. And as always, continuing to recruit, attending the various job fairs in the area. We've put ourselves out there so far, so I want to continue to keep ourselves out there. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. And if you have any questions. Any questions? Sure. Councilor Don, uh, I'm sorry, School Committee Don Lamont. I've heard that we've had some difficulties between the city side and the school side for re paperwork that re revolves around retirements. And what I mean by that is when we hire new people, they don't sign up for the retirement right away. Have we fixed that process? Or are we still struggling back and forth between the city side? Yes, we've included that paperwork in our onboarding packet. So when you hire someone, they're now so when we hire someone, we get they come for an orient right now since it's not online yet. Right now they come for an orientation. We do our piece. We actually invite those from City Hall to come and do their piece. So we have someone from City Hall HR come, somebody from City Retirement come, and explain those pieces. If they can't come to the orientation, we have their paperwork so that they can be able to do that. That was the complaint, that yeah. we weren't signing them up. So if they didn't come, they weren't getting signed up. So Right, we now have that paperwork that we can. Sometimes you get people that work a couple months, and they're, they're here and gone. And right, we now have that paperwork. We can do that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. David Barslow had a question. Yes. Uh, I just went to uh, both the Springfield Public Schools and the Holyoke Public Schools websites, and uh, between the two districts, and I have even gone to South Hadley or West Springfield and everything, but it's obvious that there's hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of openings in Western Massachusetts. How are we going to set ourselves uh, apart from what we can offer teachers? Because obviously it looks like uh, there's, there's going to be a lot of give and take and bargaining and everything with, you know, or teachers looking and seeing where the best place to go uh, financially or whatever. But I'm more concerned, I, or, and I'm basing this on, on what teachers have said to me uh, for a few years, is that they're more concerned with being treated with dignity and respect than whether or not, you know, it's always nice to get a bump in, in, in salary, but they're more concerned about their well-being and how they're being treated uh, and I mean uh, 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 
I'm losing my train of thought here, uh, rather than just a raise. Okay, a raise would be nice. Obviously, everybody wants a raise. But how can we guarantee not only our existing teachers, but new teachers coming in, that they will be coming into a work environment that values them? Okay? We're trying to make, right from the very beginning of our orientation and our first contact with them, a very respectful and open conversation and a very employee-centered conversation in all of the processes that we do. From you know, that first conversation that my assistant makes to say, this is the salary, this is where we fit you in, you know, do you accept and they accept, that first conversation takes on a very open, personal conversation. Then the second piece of doing a very in-person orientation and making that a positive experience in terms of the trainings that we're doing and the interactions that they have with the first people that they see, which is my office. And we're trying to make those very positive interactions so that going forward they have a positive outlook. And then once we get to the buildings, you know, we're going there. Uh, it, I'm, I'm only basing this on what teachers tell me. Okay, there's some upset and angry teachers in the district. There are upset and angry <coughs> teachers who have filed grievances mm -hmm. uh, because of various episodes in their buildings. Uh, I don't know the specifics, but the thing is, because I'm a former educator, and I'm sure now Ron and Grace are probably getting more calls because they're former educators also, but a lot of people used to reach out to me because I understood what they were talking about, what they were trying to explain to me. Uh, you know, from years of being a union rep, and, and, and I just understood what was going on in the buildings from a personal and political point of view. I've whatever. had people call me for the same reason. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not, I'm <laughs> no, not, I know. I'm not upset. Yeah. I'm just trying to find a way where we can make sure that we're not losing any more teachers. And, and I think the, the easiest way is we just have open communication and we have those honest conversations. I've had people call me for just the same reasons you I had someone this week tell me, I'm calling you because you were the grievance chair last year, yeah. and now you're there. That's why I'm calling you to have this conversation. And, and so it's having those honest conversations, and hopefully that filters on through. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. All set, David? Yes, thank you, Mayor. Sam, Shumsh Sam Shumsky. Sam Shumsky. Jeez, a tongue twister tonight. <laughs> it is. Um, so I had a question in regards to, I saw that we're redesigning and updating the webpage. Have we also looked into a, maybe a mobile app? Because I know a lot of people nowadays do. Is your mic on, uh, Sam? Thank you. Hi. Um, I noticed that we are redesigning and updating the webpage. Have we looked into the use of a mobile app as well? Because I know a lot of people use apps versus webpages nowadays. Right. I, I have access to my section of our Chigby Public Schools webpage but we can see if that can become an app or not. I know Frontline has an app, so those people that are getting signed up there will be able to use certain processes through that, as opposed to making the phone call or logging in on the computer. Frontline has the app that you could do that from there too, okay. in those types of things. All right, thank you. Any other questions? Sure, Doug Gerard. Uh, thank you for your presentation, Deb. <laughs> um, I was just wondering, uh, how are we doing with our substitute pool, and um, do we temporarily fill any of these positions, like on a short-term basis? Uh, you know, you said that we're roughly 132 positions that are opened. Um, and a lot of those include the new positions, also that, and then some of those include positions that don't necessarily start until 
September or the okay. end of August. But I, my new substitute personnel liaison is working diligently to make contact with our current substitutes so that they feel welcome and wanted and they continue and also looking to expand that pool <coughs> and to include clerks and things like that. And I'm sorry if I cut you off if you had more to your question. No, that's good. Thank you. Appreciate it. All set. Sandra Perrette. Thank you for the information. Based on the number of teachers and paraprofessionals, which numbers 102, is that of open spots, is that uh, larger than we've had in the past or about the same or? About the same. It also includes, like I said, many of the additions and new positions. And a lot of that is not just resignations. That would be retirements, additions, new positions. We've also added classes which need more than one paraprofessional. So a number of those are, for example, a preschool classroom that needs two or three paraprofessionals, <coughs> a teacher and two or three paraprofessionals, or an ASD classroom that would need a teacher and two or three paraprofessionals. So if we added those, that's where those numbers are gonna look larger. And are you aware of any additional uh, retirements coming? I am not at this point. Okay, thank you. Any other questions, comments? Oh, sir, Jay Doubt. Thank you, Ms. Green, for your presentation. I was just curious, do you have, I mean, I'm sure you don't have the exact number off the top of your head, but an estimate of how many of those open positions are new positions that we're trying to fill for next school year versus positions that are available at, at this time? Um, I don't have it off the top of my head. Um, I. Uh, couldn't even make an educated guess because a lot of them are retirements. It could be a retirement June 30th. It could be a retirement in September and, or that type of thing. Um, or it could also be a position that was posted this year and not filled. That is being filled by a substitute or a paraprofessional per se. Okay. I can get that for you. That'd be great if you could, okay. thank you. Any other questions or comments? I wanted to say thank you, Deb, for that great presentation and keeping us informed. Thank you. We'll move on. Visitors, part two. Uh, that would be me, Mayor, to talk about the new district logo. Uh, just a quick update on that, um, and I'll go to the podium for that. Okay. So good evening, everyone. Um, so one of the things we talked about earlier when I mentioned about the uh, Grinspoon Awards that one of the things we gave out was some Chickabee swag. So we've been talking about a while about trying to quote unquote brand um, the district, our branding for Chickie Public Schools. It's been a while since we had changed our logo. So we were going through the process of changing the logo and talking about it. So um, uh, it's not working. All right. Okay. There we go. So this is the new logo that we have, and I'll give the rationale and, and the thought process, uh, the process behind it. Um, Chickie Public Schools, you can get it on the tablets, on the laptops, it's on the, um, on the big screen, on the monitors too. 
the motivation behind the logo. Um, we wanted to modernize, modernize our online presence. Um, we also changed and made some changes in our website, if you noticed, from the last couple of years. We also wanted to increase the recruitment and retention efforts, um, so easy, you know, more user-friendly. And then we also wanted to increase parent and family engagement, was the motivation behind it. The process for selecting the new logo, we gathered ideas. So in October, we asked all district employees to offer ideas and receive more than 200 form um, submissions. We had design mock-ups with staff ideas in mind. We designed five initial prototypes. Um, all staff vote, nearly 600 staff members weighed in on the, their favorite design. We got a second runoff of vote uh, with two top choices. And the logo chosen uh, was in December, which is our new logo was unveiled on our website and email signatures and other, other digital communications. And long we put it on merchandise also to uh, all our new swag. The tree design. So the tree represents growth and prosperity. Um, a tree starts small and grows under the right conditions and with the right nutrients and supportive environment. Each season, the tree generates new branches, sprouts, leaves, and grows sturdier. Underground trees uh, share water and nutrients and can communicate with each other. In that sense, they support each other and exist as a part of a community. Um, our trees, our students also begin small and grow under the right conditions, um, nutrients, and supportive environment. Each school year, our students make a new learning connection with Chicopee's knowledgeable and dedicated educators. Students learn from each other, too. They make new friendships and learn to exist as part of a community. Um, there are many different types of trees, and they grow all at different rates, just as there are many different types of students in Chicopee Public Schools, each with their own individual successes and struggles. Our district strives to be the most supportive and uh, nutrient-rich environment for our students. As one family of educators and support staff, we are inspired daily by what our students can one day grow to become. Um, and that's the motivation behind it and what we're starting to do, and you're starting to see some of these things around. So if you went to the graduations, uh, Chickabee High School, well, Chickabee Academy gave them out to the graduates. Chickabee High, we shot them out of the t-shirt gun, um, so which was kind of fun. And then at Chickabee Comp, we threw them out, but you see the new Chickabee t-shirt logos. And on the back, it says, uh, Stronger Together which we, that was our model for this year, we're stronger, stronger together. So are there any questions about the new logo and just us trying to brand and get more modernized um, to get more user-friendly for our families and for recruitment and retention? Yeah, David Barslow has a question. Yeah, it's a nice design, Alvin. Uh, you seem kind of elusive as to who designed it. It was a collaborative effort or are you gonna offer a special prize to someone who <laughs> Came up with the, with the no, it was a collaborative effort. We threw out like five different ideas. It was uh, two different type of trees. It was uh, like a chickpea symbol. It was sort of like the city. We thought it was too close to the city symbol, so we wanted to come up. But it was a collaborative effort. Um, Nick Dool had a lot to do with it, uh, Mr. Francis' office. But we had many different designs we threw out there, but we let staff pick the, the, the design they wanted the most. Thank you, Alvin. It, Alvin, is that a sycamore tree? I cannot speak if that is a sycamore oh, okay. tree or not. <laughs> it could be an elm tree, Mayor. I'm okay, not for sure. Thank you. Any other questions or comments about the new logo for our Chicopee Public School? Thank you. Thank you, Alvin.
We'll move on to the agenda. Approval of minutes 23-6-1. Move with the minutes of the regular meeting of the school committee held on May 10, 2023 be approved. School committee vice chair Susan Lopes. Motion. Motion to approve. Any discussion? Seeing none, all in favor? Aye. Anyone opposed? Motion carries. 23-6-2. Move with the minutes of the regular meeting of the school committee held on May 17, 2023 be approved. School committee person Don Lamoff. Motion to approve. Any discussion? Seeing none, all in favor? Aye. Anyone opposed? Motion carries. Reports 23-6-3. Report on personnel action. I do have some retirements. Um, first, I have Christina DeRoches, um, cafeteria helper, 25 years. Um, from the minute she walked into the door, there was lots of laughter. Ms. DeRoches was always willing to try new things and was a great team player, willing to lend a hand whenever she could. She will be greatly missed. Uh, next, I have Karen Sabs, occupational therapist, 15 years. Karen Sabs has been an asset to Fairview Elementary School for many years. She is both caring and kind to our students and provides them with a safe place to learn. Our students look forward to their time spent with Ms. Sabs and always has a smile on their faces when they, while in her presence. Ms. Sabs has a gentle and calm demeanor, which puts children at ease. She will be sorely missed by both students and staff alike. Next, I have Ms. Patricia Snigowski, senior uh, clerk typist, 33 years, eight months. She's loyal, hardworking, strong work ethic, great communication, professional, and extremely organized are just some of the wonderful words to describe Ms. Nagowski. She has been the central heartbeat at Stefanik Elementary School for over a decade, and her support has been greatly appreciated. The positive energy she brings to the office makes everybody's day brighter. Ms. Nagowski has the best combination of talent, skills, and attitude that add up to a great performance. Thank you for using your remarkable talents and skills to fuel our mutual efforts at Stefanik Elementary School. And I have Paul Stolar, building and grounds teacher, 22 years, three months. Mr. Stolar worked in buildings and grounds and maintenance class at Chickabee Comprehensive High School for over 20 years. He was instrumental in starting the program as his students flourished and were able to secure employment in various industries in the community and throughout his tenure. We wish him luck on this next chapter of his life and thank him for his service. I thank all these individuals for their service and the things and the supports that they provided to students and their families over the years. Thank you very much. Thank you, any comments? We'll move on to new business 23-6-4. Move at the bills warrant S051923 totaling $575,824.56 be approved. School committee person, Grace Goldfield, can I get a motion? Motion to approve. Any discussion on the warrants? I'd like to have Samuel Shumsky read the warrants They're into right this time. Samuel Shumsky read them into the official record. Uh, thank you. So I will read each warrant and we will, uh, the totals of each warrant, and we will act upon each one individually. Um, first, athletics, $57,117. Food services, $381,870. General expenses, $475,409. For $475, Grants, $476,550. Maintenance, $79,111. Utilities, $339,431. Special education, 
$135,492. Student activities, $20,122. Transportation, $759,997. Telecommunications, $1,577. Sales tax, $558 for a total of $2,727,238. Thank you. Uh, just for the viewing audience, we have three warrants that have been read cumulatively together. We're going to vote on the first warrant. That's S051923 for $575,824.56. Any further discussion? Could we have a roll call, please? Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelo? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. And Mayor View? Yes. All in favor? Motion carries 23-6-5. Move it to bills warrant S052623 totaling $1,461,659.03 be approved. School committee member Sam Shumsky, can I get a motion? Motion to approve. Any discussion on the second warrant? Can we have a roll call, please? Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelo? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perez? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. And Mayor View? Yes. All in favor? Motion carries 23-6-6. Move that the bills warrant S060223 totaling $689,754.34 be approved. School committee member Chet Satella, can I get a motion? Motion to approve. Motion is to approve. Any discussion? We have a roll call, please. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelo? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. And Mayor View? Yes. All in favor? Motion carries 23-6-7. Move that the employing contract between the Chicopee School Committee and Dr. Marcus Ware, Superintendent of Schools, be approved and the chairperson be authorized to sign. Could I get a motion from school committee member Doug Gerard? Motion to approve. Any discussion? Don Lamoth. Yes, I was not able to participate in this because <laughs> of my son being a principal, but I still have some questions and at the detriment to my son, I'm gonna ask him. Um, we put in his contract arbitration and there's another part in his contract that says that we have 90 days for him to be certified. So he's not currently certified. And why was it the 90 days from when we hired him? And who's gonna approve his time seeing we're losing our two assistant superintendents? I, I'm sorry, are you looking to me for the answers? I'm looking at the chair or the... I don't have any of those answers for you, Don. If you would have notified me earlier today, I could have gotten you some answers, but I don't have them for you. 
So we're approving a contract that we can't answer those questions. What happens, those what happens if we approve this contract and uh, October 31st, he's not certified? Don, like I said, I don't have an answer. Attorney Bouchard, do you have an answer for? No, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure what the question is. There's a certification clause in here, right? Correct. And so? My question is, we hired him in February. We're giving him 90 days from the date the contract signed, July 1st. And my first question is, what happens if October 31st, he's not certified? He, he doesn't get certified. What happens? Then he's. But there's also another piece that we put in this contract for arbitration. So, I mean, we haven't terminated very many superintendents in my tenure here. In fact, only one. So I'm not really concerned that we're going to terminate the gentleman. <laughs> but I'd like to know what happens. I mean, it doesn't even matter if it's Dr. Ware. It's a question that we changed our contract, and now I have a question. He's not certified at this point. What happens if he doesn't complete his certification? And who's going to sign off as ours? So his certification is his responsibility, and his ability to have someone sign off on his hours is his responsibility, and it's up to him to have a, a plan for that, and it's my understanding that he does have a plan for that, although I can't speak for him and I can't speak in detail about it. So, so my question then is if what he's happens not if he's cert not certified? If he's not certified, then he'll be in breach of the contract and we'll address that at that time. And then at that point, do we have to get an arbitrator involved because he put arbitration in his contract? Well, I, that's a hypothetical question, Don, that I can't, I'm not really prepared to answer right now. I can look into it further for you, but... Please. Uh, just a point of information, Don, that was discussed amongst the school committee and with the superintendent about putting that in the contract, and it was agreed to. So then, for therefore, you should be able to answer it for me. Just for clarity for the viewing audience, huh? So therefore, you should be able to answer it for me. Mayor, point of information, you, if, you if said I may. You guys discussed it. You. I can't be in executive session. I was not in executive session when this was negotiated. This is the first that I have an opportunity to even question it. I'm not sure if you have the authority to even question it. So we can vote on this contract and I you, will abstain. Okay. And whether you not get your answers, But I we think can the public move. needs to know where we stand. Where you stand. Where okay. we stand as a school committee. Okay. I think it was pretty clear that if he doesn't get certified, it would be a breach of contract on. It okay. wasn't to me because it's not how it was explained to me, but okay. I think it was just explained to you. Sure. David, are you all set, Don? I'm set. David Barcelo? Can, can I just base, base uh, my comment on my time in Springfield? Usually, even if it's an administrator, when we had somebody coming in from Florida, okay, their, their Florida certification was accepted in Massachusetts, okay? And I know from years of people going back and forth from Connecticut that if he's certified in Connecticut, his certification is good in Massachusetts. I've also heard through the rumor mill that he got his certification, his Massachusetts certification, or it's on its way. If we do the same thing we normally do with every other educator, if there was a question, we could just put him on a short waiver. But he's already certified in one state and Massachusetts, like I said, accepts Connecticut certification. So it, to me, it's a non-issue. He's certified. All set, David. Thank you, sir. I saw Tim Wagner's hand up next. So 
let me just start, let's not base anything on a rumor mill here, uh, but I'm at the DESE website. I've put in Dr. Marcus Ware's name in the search. He's got an emergency certification, and I'm going to assume that he's doing his due diligence and that a full certification is probably forthcoming. But if he fails to, to get the certification, I'm willing to bet that we can exercise the contract if we choose to authorize it tonight to terminate employment for not having a full license. We have remedies for these sorts of things. Let's all keep a level head here because there's a process to all of this. All right? Thank you. Thank you. Any other comments about the contract before we take a vote? I'd like a roll call vote, please. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelo? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Abstain. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. And Mayor View? Yes. Motion care. Oh, sorry. Uh, 11 in favor, one abstaining. Motion carries. 23-6-8. Move that the school committee reopen the collective bargaining agreements with all units for the sole purpose of discussing wages. Sandra Perrette, can I get a motion? A motion to open collective bargaining agreements with all units for the sole purpose of discussing the wages. So we have a motion to open collective bargaining agreements. Any discussion? Sure. Don Lamoth. I'd like to make an amendment to that motion that it's for educational, the paras, the teachers, and the unit B. Those are the three that I would like to see us renegotiate. Is that a friendly amendment to your motion? No. Okay. Based on our training the other night, we have to vote on the, on the amendment, and then yep. it doesn't so, have to be friendly. Okay. So we're, any discussion on the amendment? I'll, we'll have to take a roll call. I'm not going to go with a hand vote. Uh, so we're voting now on the amendment. So the amendment is to just focus on, I'm sorry, which three? The education, the paraprofessionals, the teachers, and the unit B. Uh, I believe, I'm sorry, they're all united by letter. Can you be a little more clear? You're using the two vice principals ways of identifying and them. coordinators, the, the teachers, and the paraprofessionals. Okay. Yes. A, B, D. Roll call, please. Mr. Wagner. No. Mr. Barcelo. Yes. Mr. Dowd. No. Mrs. Perrett. No. Mrs. Schofield. Yes. Mr. Shumsky. Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? No. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? No. Mr. Zatella? No. M Mayor View? No. Five in favor and seven opposed. So the amendment fails. Okay. 
So now we have a motion on the floor that is to open the collective bargaining agreements for all units. Any discussion or comments? Sure. Vice Chair Susan Lopes. I would ask us as a board to have our new superintendent make my major financial decisions concerning our district. So, so I ask that we wait and postpone this motion this evening. And would you like to postpone it to a particular time or? Yes, I would like to postpone it till the August meeting, please, and give our new superintendent, our incoming leader, an opportunity to spend the month of July discussing this and meeting with each one of the school committee members, and we would address it in August. Just a, for compliance with open meeting law, with my recent training, I'm sorry, there is a motion on the floor still from Sandra Perrette to vote on uh, that the school committee reopen collective bargaining agreements for all units. That motion is still your motion, right? Mm -hmm. And you still want to hold that motion, correct? Yes. So before we take a second motion, I believe that we would have to vote on the first one, or which? Uh... So there's a motion and a second on to reopen collective bargaining agreements, and now we're in discussion. <laughs> so is, is Mrs. Lopes making a motion? She made a motion to postpone. Okay, a motion to postpone. Okay, so that requires a vote. Okay, so we have a motion on the floor to postpone the reopening of collective bargaining agreements on, for all units to discuss wages until the August meeting. Any discussion on that? Ron Bernard. So I want to make sure I get this right. So if we postpone this till August, now we have the current budget that we're working on is effective only up to June 30th. Is that correct? No, the budget that you're working on would start on July 1st. Okay, well, 2024. give or take a day. I'm sorry. So it would be the 2024 budget for the year, Ron. Uh, it's not this year's budget. This year's budget's ending on June 30th. Right. For clarity. But the discussion of, of opening the bargaining will be based on the money that was budgeted for 2023. Is that correct? No, it is not correct. This is money that would be budgeted for the 2024 year, I believe is what you'd be referring to. I thought that our, when we had a presentation from our HR director and, and Mr. Varecki, uh, that the money that we were talking about was money we still have in effect for this current year. Is that correct? I think the question is, is, is there money that we have in a stabilization account? And the answer is yes. So it is for 2023. No, that's money that's accumulated. And please, uh, business manager, I'm not an expert on it, but money that's been accumulated that it hasn't been spent over the years that's accumulated to be approximately a reserve account a stabilization account for school use only okay so if if we don't vote on something like this if we wait till the t august like you're proposing 
I, I'm not sure what your question is, Ron, but uh, if you want to elaborate a little bit, because I'm not yeah, getting Yeah, I'd like to elaborate a little bit, because I just want, before I want to vote, is I just want to understand it correctly. Um, does that money now, before, if we were going to say approve to use it for whatever reason, is that now have to go through the city council? Do they have to decide first before we can? Or is... Is that uh, technically is that going to be out of our immediate control? Because city council would have to have a say in that before we do. Again, it's, uh, this is something new. It's not very common that this hap happens. It's my understanding that the the state has said that the school committees has to take their rollover money will get turned into a stabilization account that will be just for school use. And it is my understanding that the city council would have to approve transfer of funds from that account. Right, okay, so that's my concern. Just, just for the viewing audience, if I may, for clarity, what we're talking about right now is opening all the contracts for the school district. I believe there's five contracts. Becky, is that correct? So I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm sorry, there's eight contracts. and. So the business managers here, thank you, John. It's eight contracts, and those contracts don't expire until my understanding is June 30th of 2024, one year from the end of, uh, the end of this fiscal year, correct? So the conversation for the viewing audience is that we're considering opening these contracts now and, <clears throat> and uh, taking that up in executive session. I personally believe that we should wait for our new superintendent to get on board, to get adjusted, and to get acclimated before you make financial decisions that are going to impact our district. Mm -hmm. I ask you to postpone this till August. I know Vice Chair agrees with me, and, but the motion right now is to postpone till August, and we have not voted on yet. So okay. I don't know how much clear we can be no, that's good. I, that's why I just wanted to clarify it. I just want to make sure that that we still, as a school committee, have control of that dollar, but it seems that once we go past June 30th, we'll have to get approval of city council to do anything with that money. That money <clears throat> is, again, for school district purposes only, just for clarity. Right. It is but not going into the general stabilization I, account. I understand it, but you haven't answered my question. If we I believe I did, if we wait till August, and, and I understand. I, I I like the idea about having our new superintendent have a say in it. <clears throat> but my concern is uh, we lose control of that, total control of that, if we wait till after June or July first, because now we have to get approval from city council. Point of information. I, is that correct? Look, uh, Ron, I've been through the bargaining uh, for eight, eight units of this school district. I don't believe, in just my opinion as one member, that we'd be able to get this uh, bargain in good faith and get ratification of any um, amendments or, or whatever it may be that we're talking about in, that, in this short period of time before June 30th. The budget right now needs to be approved. The city council will be voting on it before the end of the month. They're having budget hearings the week of the 22nd. And uh, the budget that has been submitted is at, 
I believe, net school, the limit, uh, uh, minimum net school spending of 113 million. The city actually has not received the budget in its entirety, which includes grants and other sources of revenue. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, John, as of today. So the budget that has been submitted to the city council is at net, uh, minimum net school spending and roughly $113 million. Okay, thank you. Mayor? Yep. Whether we vote to reopen or not, the money for, for this contract, if we voted to reopen, is still gonna be there for 24, not for 23. So it's 24 is money that we'd have to use, either way. Thank you, Mr. Lamath. Tim Wagner. So let me get this straight because this, this came up last year and I know that some school committee members were pretty, were pretty miffed because when we went to try to go to the city council, we found out that you'd submitted a budget without our 1.25 million that we'd wanted and taking any control away from the city council to, to even cut the 1.25 million. So if we go into negotiations, we, the union and the school committee vote to approve whatever comes out of it. We put that in a budget as a school committee vote and submit that budget. Will you have to resubmit a budget to the council with that money included for raises or? Tim, it's unprecedented. I'm, I don't have an answer for you. I'd have to ask the legal team. I'm not sure. I believe the budget that has been submitted is for $113 million, which is the minimum that school spending amount. Yes or no, can the budget be resubmitted for the council to consider? Tim, I don't have the answer for you. Can you get me that answer by sometime next week, if it's at all possible? I can get you, yes. Thank you, I appreciate that. So I, I got a couple of concerns now. Number one, that. Number two, like has been said, city council's gotta approve any transfer of the funds from our unencumbered funds, what is essentially our, our stabilization. And my problem is the council has at times been pretty hostile to this school committee regarding what money we have and how we use it, All right? That's an understatement in my opinion. What, so I know you said it can only be used for school purposes, Mayor, but what, what assurance do we have that if we go through with this that the city council is gonna even vote to approve that? That's my number two concern. So I, and number that's three. That's rhetorical, right? I, you're not expecting yeah, me to I'm, answer. That's rhetorical, rhetorical. Number three, uh, I understand that, you know, so we're making a major financial decision before Marcus Ware is, is coming in anyway by voting on a budget and the city council's voting on a budget. You know, it'll go into effect the same day he takes, he takes office. It's a major financial decision either way. Whether or not we approve some extra raises in there is pretty irrelevant to me. That's just my opinion. Any other comments? Can you clarify what the yes or we no have a motion? What's, I'm sorry. Clarify for the, the board, a yes vote means basically to postpone and a no vote means yeah, we're going to vote on the second motion. I'll clarify a motion. The motion has been made to postpone to most to postpone the school committee reopening of the collective bargaining agreements with all units for the sole purpose of discussing wages until the August meeting of the school committee. That's the motion on the floor. Any other discussion? A yes vote obviously supports postponing. A no vote would be to not act on that. 
and the previous motion. We'll take a roll call, please. Mr. Wagoner? No. Mr. Barslow? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? No. Mrs. Schofield? No. Mr. Shumsky? No. Mr. Lamoth? No. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mr. Bernard? No. Mrs. Lopes? Uh, yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. And Mayor View? Yes. Six, six. Seven in favor and five opposed. Motion carries. I think it's 6 6 tied, but. Motion fails. I'm sorry, I, Mr. Wagner, can, I heard you. What was your vote again? No. I voted sorry, no. I, Thank I, you. I, sorry, I, I misheard you. It is 6 to 6. Again the other way, so. so that's a tied uh, vote, and the motion fails. Correct. Yep. Move to reconsider. We have a motion to reconsider. The motion, uh, the motion failed. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. So I have a motion to reconsider by a person who voted no. Okay. On the on the motion to reconsider. Any discussion? Why are you reconsidering? So I believe we have to all in favor of a reconsideration vote. Right? Do I have to do that, or can I just do a vote? Take the vote. I have a motion to reconsider fail anyway. You can take a show of hands on that. We don't need a roll call on that. So we have a motion to reconsider the vote. I have to take a roll call because I'm not going to be able to tell if it's split. Okay. Take a roll call on the motion to reconsider. To re excuse me, just for clarification, to reconsider postponing? Postponing. Okay. So, Mayor, can you just clarify right now? Just Right now I have a motion on the floor to reconsider the postponement vote that was just tied. It was made by someone who voted. Uh, no. Since it's high, it doesn't matter. It can be either side because it was even. So the motion is to reconsider the vote to postpone. Again, collective bargaining agreements being opened for the purpose of discussing wages until the August meeting. Discussion, Sandra Perez. So a no vote means to postpone until August? A yes vote. Oh, needs to postpone until August. A no, holy moly. So yes, the motion is to reconsider the vote. The vote is gonna be in the same. So a yes is to postpone. Correct. And a no is not to postpone. Correct. Okay. We'll take a roll call. So just for clarity, the motion right now is just a vote to reconsider postponing. A yes vote will reconsider, a no vote we won't. So that's the motion on the right now. We have to take that vote first. So the motion is to reconsider. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelo? No. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. 
Mrs. Schofield. No. I'm sorry, Mrs. Schofield, I didn't hear you. No. Thank you. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? No. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mr. Bernard? No. <laughs> Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mayor View? Yes. Eight in favor, four opposed. So motion carries. So now we're going to reconsider again. The motion on the floor is to postpone the school committee reopening the collective bargaining agreements with all units for the sole purpose of discussing wages until the August meeting. Any other discussion before we take a roll call? Tim Wagner. I'm going to stress again, once the city council votes on this, on our budget, we got to go to them again for this, and there's no guarantee that we're even able to do this. So I want us to have at least some control over it uh, before having to go to the city council, council asking for money. That's the consideration for me. Thank you. Sure, Doug Gerard. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, I'd like to know uh, from our legal team uh, how long, uh, you know, how many days go by before the city council is allowed to, uh, you know, virtually take over that money and we have to get approval for it. So I'd like to table it tonight till we get some more uh, answers and uh, from our, our legal team. And I also feel that uh, with our interim superintendent and our assistant superintendent um, leaving our school district, um, that we just sit tight and, and wait for uh, Dr. Dr. Ware to come in and, and involve him in the process and get his input. Um, that's my reason for holding it off tonight. I, I, I do feel that uh, not, not just teachers and paras, but I, I feel, um, you know, everybody in the school district, if, if there's a way we can uh, give them some extra uh, funding, uh, a raise, um, then I'm 100% for it. But I just, um, I'm, I'm not comfortable voting on something tonight where uh, we don't have our, our, our new leader in, in place and um, we don't have the 100% uh, of what happens to the money if we don't use it up, uh, you know, in a day or so. So uh, that's my reasoning tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I saw Ron Bernard's hand up. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor. Doug, I agree with you about supporting all of our staff. Uh, I totally agree with you. And, uh, but I, I have to reiterate what Mr. Wagner said again. I'm very concerned um, that once once this money moves into that other account, we no longer have 100% control of our own budget. That's our budget. It's already been budgeted there. And now we have to ask for city council approval to use our own money. And I don't think that's the way to go. That's why I think we should move on it tonight. Any other discussion? <clears throat> the motion. Mayor, can I just interject? I'd Yes, I think we might be conflating two issues. Um, the school committee has not yet voted on its budget. Oh, yeah. So that's happening at the next, the budget <laughs> hearing is at the June 21st school committee meeting. So your, your budget is not finalized yet until you vote on it following a public hearing at the next school committee meeting. So I just want to make sure that you're all clear on that process. 
Thank you for the clarity. Don Lamoff. Yes, and when we vote on that budget, whether we put money in for this negotiation, we won't know that we're going to actually go into negotiation until August if Mr. Ware, Dr. Ware, wants to go into negotiation. Of course, it's still our vote, but we will get his opinion at that point. But at that point, our budget will be set. And then we'll have to go back to the city council. Could you, could you repeat that? Our budget that's coming forward would include the money for negotiations. <coughs> we're going to vote on our budget before we vote on whether we're going to reopen. So if we vote in August to reopen, the money's already now going over to the city council. If we vote to reopen now, the money could be kept in the budget when we vote on it next, week, uh, next meeting. I can't hear you. What? Okay. Now, point of order. He's not on the board. Point of order. Okay. So. Any other comments? So we have a motion right now to postpone collective bargaining, opening collective bargaining agreements <coughs> until August. We'll take a roll call. Mr. Wagner? I vote no. Mr. Barcelo? Uh, no. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrett? No. Mrs. Schofield? No. Mr. Shumsky? No. Mr. Lamoth? No. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mr. Bernard? No. Mrs. Lopes? Mr. Zatella? Yes. Mayor View? Yes. Five in favor and seven against. Motion fails. So now we have a motion to, made by school committee member Sandra Perrett, and that's to reopen the collective bargaining agreements with all units for the sole purpose of discussing wages. Any discussion on that motion before we take a roll call? No discussion. So now a yes vote would, would go for negotiation. It's Correct. Okay, thank you. Interesting, no discussion, okay. Take a roll call. Mr. Wagner. Yes. Mr. Barcelo. Can you, can somebody clarify this for me? Yeah. I'll clarify. Can, before we vote, we are in year two of a contract. We have a whole year left on the contract. All of the unions are getting, I believe, a 3% raise on July 1st. That is a fact. No? No. Some are getting two. Okay. I don't have the contracts in front of me, but we're talking about reopening those contracts that have a year left of time on them. They expire of July of 2024. So a yes vote I'm sorry, be... June 30th of 2024. So a yes vote would be to postpone it for a year. <coughs> the yes vote opens, we're going to go into executive session and open the contracts a year early. Okay. All right, yes. Mr. Dow. I'm gonna, so, I'm I'm gonna start over. So the motion again is, 
<clears throat> just for clarity, that the school committee reopened the collective bargaining agreements with all units for the sole purpose of discussing wages and a yes vote allows us to reopen those collective bargaining agreements for discussion. So I'll go back to the beginning of the roll. Yes, please. Okay, Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelo? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrette? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? No. Mr. Zatella? No. Mayor View? No. Nine in favor, three opposed. Motion carries. Well, that concludes our agenda. Uh, Vice Chair could send us into executive session. Move that the school committee adjourn into executive session to approve executive session, executive session minutes to conduct strategy sessions in preparation for negotiations with non-union personnel and to discuss strategy with respect to collective bargaining and not to reconvene in open session. The chair declares that an executive session is necessary to protect the bargaining position of the committee. So that's our motion to head into executive session. We'll do a roll call to head into executive session. Okay. Mr. Wagner? Yes. Mr. Barcelo? Yes. Mr. Doubt? Yes. Mrs. Perrett? Yes. Mrs. Schofield? Yes. Mr. Shumsky? Yes. Mr. Lamoth? Yes. Mr. Gerard? Yes. Mr. Bernard? Yes. Mrs. Lopes? Yes. Mr. Zatella? Yes. And Mayor View? Yes. 12 in favor. Motion carries. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. That concludes our meeting. Thanks for joining us, and we won't be returning. <laughs>